Hello, everybody. This is Aaron Hood with Braden Waller on the Voice of My Beloved podcast. We're uh, picking up where we left off last week here at the end of the chapter of 121. Got a couple verses here. Might be a little bit shorter uh, podcast than what we're normally do but we uh, got some announcement also we want to announce family week coming up Woo! yeah we're excited about that the good old family week all those of you who've been to our family weeks in times past uh i pray that you remember glorious things <laughs> um but so that's gonna be april 14th through the 24th and uh the theme is fire on the altar over here uh, we've just been doing a lot of um pushing into a, um, a prayer house of prayer um at whatever capacity we can handle right 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 and uh, we're trying to move forward on that. We're doing an hour in the morning, an hour at night. Um, and it's been a, a wonderful thing, just incorporating that into the events that we've had here in the pa- um, just recent past. And um, really pulling us all together and, and kind of pointing us towards a common um, vision. And um, so the fire on the altar is going to be kind of pulling from that idea of really um, putting the incense on the altar of incense, that fire in the, the bowl um, overflowing the bowl with the prayers and such. So yeah, well, one of the sessions that Brad did, if you listen to the podcast previously we did with Brad Stroop, one of the sessions they did here at our campus that really hit home with a lot of people is that our calling to be worshipers and prayer people is like, it goes beyond this life, right? We're going to be those people even in the life to come. Mm. <laughs> We're called to be an eternal priesthood. Exactly. And so we get good practice. We, we need to be getting practice now Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's part of our even our inheritance, you could say, mm-hmm. to be those that minister to God, that draw near to Him. Right. And so this is a this is a theme of our community, and we are uh, pressing into that. And so, yeah, like Aaron said, we want to just carry that theme into Family Week. Right. And just invite you to come. We want to be ministering to God and encountering. We want to encounter Him. Right. We want to know Him. Mm. And this is the going to be the theme of Family Week. Right. Yeah, it's going to be over Passover, Unleavened Bread, and um, getting together, families together, just uh, celebrating, and, you know, the best that we can, uh, the Lord's uh, appointed times, and man, it's just a great time of fellowship and uh, getting together. So you can register for that. Uh, I guess at Love and Purity's website. That's right. Loveandpurity.com. That just got up, and uh, registration is there. So uh, don't be like me and procrastinate. Get on there, take a look, <laughs> and uh, get signed up. We would be really excited to have you here, and um, really looking forward to what the Lord's going to do. So diving in. To the Psalms again, we got the Psalms of Ascent, like I say in the last couple verses of 121. Uh, what do we got? What do you got, Braden? Yeah, so we're in 121, and I just want to give a little bit of encouragement with this whole series just to, as we get started here. My heart is that in 40 years, my heart is alive to God. Mm. I, I want to be living a lifestyle, and I just want to, in this series, I, I pray that you get a vision and you're encouraged that you have that 40, 50-year vision. Mm. You know, if the Lord tarries and, you know, if my health stays good, you know, I want yeah. to be at 40 years from now, 50 years from now, I want my heart to be alive in God. Amen. I want to have a vibrant spirit. Yes. I want to be full, full on mm. in love with God. Amen. And so the Psalms of Ascent is about the journey, right? And we we have vision for the end goal, right? right? And our end goal is to be in God's house, right. to be in his presence. And so each step of the way as we go through this journey is is meant to help us to see, okay, this is a process, this is a journey, and we have to be faithful with each step. Mm. And as we're seeing, with the, even with the first step, there can be challenges. Yeah. And we're going to see other steps that have challenges in them. 
it's not just a bed of roses journey all the time. <laughs> There's challenges in that, but through those, we want to see them as stepping stones into God's house, mm. stepping stones leading us into the presence of God. That's right. Hallelujah. And so that that's the thing that I want to have vision for myself, and I want to impart and encourage vision for others to, you know, look at, look ahead even, right. you know, look ahead and go, where do you want to be? Right. Where do you want to be decades from now? Yeah. And, and start building a lifestyle and it's just small it. steps, yeah, small absolutely. steps right now that can lead to a place that's going to, no matter what troubles you go through, yeah. persecutions, pressures, all these things, they can't stop you mm. from having a vibrant spirit that's right. in God yeah. years down the road. And a hope, a hope of a vibrant life, right? Yeah, that's, that's something that, you know, the victory that w- comes with faith in Christ, you know, it's something that strengthens our hearts to go on. And mm. and I've just, um, just went and shared with a, a group near here and there's so many um, parents, you know, that are battle weary, you know, mm. just tired of fighting the world for their children all the time day in day right. out and 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 children not really accepting it or receiving it well you know it can seem like it's all for naught but man don't grow weary yes. don't grow weary in doing well mm. set your sights on the uh, eternal prize uh right which is that pearl of great price and strive for it yes right write it down yeah. have a vision statement Braden has yeah. found a lot of life in that and i've written out like a one sentence maybe vision statement but it doesn't have to be a lot but just where you want to be what do you want to do with your life you know and and hold on to that um and look to see what god would have you do in that vision obviously it's not your vision statement it's god's vision for your life right and um hold on to that really you have to have a vision in order to hit the mark you got to know what you're shooting for so that's a little bit of a prelude but man it is such a good uh, little tidbit there i really appreciate yeah, you sharing yeah, that yeah as paul said i press toward the goal for the upward call of god That's it's right. never downward he's never <laughs> calling us to go down, to go down. <laughs> in a sense of you know compromising right or giving up on our values mm-hmm. or giving up on the calling that he has on i press toward the goal for the upward, upward call, call of, god of god in messiah yeshua and so that's what that's what this whole journey is about. Yeah, the and psalm he will of give ascent. you the strength. He will give you the strength to obtain it. That's right. If you surrender to him. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Glory. Yeah, so here we are. Verse 6, Psalm 121. It says, The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. And so interesting thing with being struck by the moon is that uh, we get the word lunatic, right? Uh, someone that's gone crazy from lunar, which is, you know, moon. Yeah. And it's this idea of being struck by the moon. <laughs> you know, of being a lunatic. And so wow. the scripture is saying, you know, in the daytime, the burning heat of the day is not going to strike you and you're not going to go crazy at night, basically. Hey, you wow, know? that's so, awesome. So you're not going to lose your mind. Hey. And I think of uh, the scripture in Second Timothy 1, seven: for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm. And so, you know, the fear in the night, I think of the, you know, Psalm 91, uh, the, the pestilence that walks about and the, the, the arrow that flies and, you know, then the different things there's like, there's also this element of the fear in the night mm. and it, that you will not be struck by that. Mm. You, the moon will not strike you in the nighttime. Right. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a traveling Psalms, right? So they're, they're out in the sun and they're out, you know, under the stars basically at night yeah. under the moon, <laughs> but the moon's not going to strike you on mm. the journey. Amen. Yes. A sound mind is really, um, it's really not a, a great promise, you know, a right. sound mind, you know, we, we're not called to, uh, like, uh, whims and things like that, right. you know, the sound doctrine, you know, we know that's mm-hmm. also scriptural, you know, to a sound right. doctrine and a sound mind mm-hmm. are supposed to be, uh, have our wits about us. Right. So I just, yeah. Strengthen your mind, strengthen your mind today. Yes. Going to verse seven, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. 
he shall preserve your soul. It's a very all-inclusive verse there. <laughs> He'll preserve you from all evil. And I just want to look at this a little bit scripturally. And let's look at John 17, verse 15. Yeshua says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. And so Yeshua himself is praying that God would keep us from the schemes of the enemy. Amen. He knows we need it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's praying that, you know, be sheltered, you know, there's, there's just all kinds of like um, verses or, or um, phrases that say, you know, he is a shield for us, a strong tower, you know, right. from the enemy. Like he, he wants to, to, to keep us right. Cause even that verse that says, even the elect would be deceived, you know, except right. the time, you mm-hmm. know, so that's, yeah. Just not to let us be in any kind of place of prideful. That's like my own strength. Have I stayed off the enemy? Right. Constantly. This morning we were praying and worshiping. Just reminded that in our pursuit of holiness and righteousness, we're constantly got to be leaning on the grace of God. Right. It's like, I feel like it's like leaning on the ropes, you know, or right. this, this rope called grace that's written with uh-huh. our, on, along our path. Right. Constantly leaning on, like coming up from the wilderness, leaning on my beloved. Right. Leaning on that grace. Mm-hmm. Always pursuing holiness and righteousness. Right. That's what this means to me. You know, don't mm-hmm. don't be haughty. He's praying for us that we should be kept from the evil one. That's yeah. a great. That's a great great scripture. Yes. Then John uh, it says in Third John chapter one, he says, "Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers." So here again, keeping us from evil. He, it's God's will for us to prosper. You know, I think of Psalm one that whatever he does shall prosper. Mm. And God has a different version of that than our world has. <laughs> but there's a, there's a prospering in the spirit, a prospering, but, but also, you know, as he says, uh, you may be in health. Yeah. You know, he, he, I believe God wants us to, uh, to be strong in our spirits and in our bodies to do his will. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, he, he leads us in his, in his own, in his own path of sanctification. And sometimes there's things we don't understand mm-hmm. in that journey, but I, I believe, you know, he wants us to be, to prosper and be in health, mm-hmm. even as our souls prosper, yes. that our souls will prosper and our lives will prosper. Mm, yes. Uh, I believe we, we have to have this kind of faith on the journey of sanctification mm-hmm. that he, he wants our best, right? That's his heart towards us is the best right. and always keeping that in mind. Uh, you know, that he, he will keep you from all evil, as the psalm says. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know, and there's many times throughout the scripture that in God, you see God's heart for his people, Israel, you know, and how even in his times of uh, punishment or he says, my, you know, with a little anger, you know, or with a little fury. But his when we pray for the peace of Israel or pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that we know that that is his ultimate heart. Even though at right. times he is angry in the same time, in the same token that he may, may be angry with us for a moment, right? That's what it says, his anger right. is but for a moment. But his favor is for life. Right. Like that his heart, always remembering that his heart is to do us good and not evil. Right. Right. That even when it seems like it's not good, what's happening to right. you, it may not all be good, but it's, it's for his good. You yeah. know, and that's uh, something that where faith has to come in because you, you yeah. can't judge by the side of your eyes. That's what you, you know, it says about Yeshua. He says, you're not judged by the side of his eyes, right. but his eye with fairness for the meek. Right. So that's something to keep in the, the center of your heart or in the forefront right. of your mind. God seeks my good. Right. Because in the end, it will be good. Right. He is going to give you eternal life and it will all be good. It will be fullness of joy. It will yeah. be. Uh, just hold on to that f- with faith, with full right. assurance, because that's what it will be. Right. He's promised. Right. Faithful. Yeah. Amen. I'm thinking of uh, Jacob. I want to just mention Jacob's life here. It says in Genesis 48, 16, 
It says, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil. This is Jacob saying mm. this toward the end of his life. It says, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil. That's a pretty, you know, all-inclusive statement once again. Because right. <laughs> this is the end of his life. This is not the beginning <laughs> not of the his beginning. life. But let's think about it. Uh, Jacob, he, look back on his life a little bit. His brother wanted to kill him at one point. His father-in-law dealt dishonestly with him. His daughter was raped. His son committed adultery. His wife died giving birth to Benjamin. He walked with a limp after wrestling with God. And he still says this at the end of his life, God's redeemed me from all evil. <laughs> so what, Amen, a, yeah. what a positive outlook yeah. on a life that had a lot of struggles. A lot of struggles and evils, yeah. He had a lot of problems. Right. It's, it's that verse that says, you know, it will not cling to me, right? Right. How's that verse go? It says, yeah. Uh, how? Oh. I will not cling to me. I hate the work of those, those who, who fall, fall away. away. It, it will shall not, not cling, cling to me. To me. Yeah. yeah. So he's just like the the evils of the world, you know, the the sins of generations will not cling to me. Right. That's, I love that verse. I'm uh, yeah. talking about how the, I was showing my boys today, you know, just what it means to have something covered. And uh, we we're talking about the, how his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And, and that's that's what the blood of Messiah does for us. It, it keeps the world from being able to cling to us and the right. sins of the world. And uh, that, way, that way we can say that. He's redeemed me from all evil. Yeah. And it's not, I think this whole perspective is not allowing our past to define us. Yes. We can be redeemed. Amen. There's, there's redemption. We don't have to allow our past failures or even the past failures of others mm -hmm. to define where we are today. That's right. Jacob, I, I've been redeemed from all evil. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Right, he didn't let like the any justification in his mind, like, oh, well, they've treated me badly. And right. so I'm I, I'm justified in staying here and being a bad person. You right. know, I'm justified in maybe partaking of this evil or thinking angrily, you know, being angry towards right. Laban. But because he's done me wrong. Right. And we can all say that Laban had done him wrong. Right. But he, he didn't allow that to happen. Right. He pushed on. He's like, no, though you were my God wouldn't let you hurt me. Right. God, my God wouldn't <laughs> let you hurt me, you right. know? And, and yet through that, we see, you know, all of the strife that came because he had multiple wives and all these things and, right. and God used that, but he says, my God wouldn't let you hurt me. <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Right. And I think of Paul, Paul is such an example of this too. There's not a single negative apostolic prayer. So apostolic prayer would be a prayer that is prayed in, by the apostles, mm. you know, and, in uh, the books, the New Testament uh, writings, there's not a single one that's negative. Wow. They're all positive. <laughs> every single <laughs> apostolic prayer is positive. And I'm thinking of this one that Paul prays, the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. Amen. He's, he's boldly declares that. The Lord's going to deliver, deliver me from every evil work. Wow, wow, And wow. I, it's every, all, we see this quite a bit, you know, wow. in these scriptures. And it's like, Wow. To, to just boldly be able to declare that. And we want to encourage you. You can say that. Yeah. God will deliver me from every evil work Amen. and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. And he is. He's preserving you for his heavenly kingdom. Yes. Even yeah. even when you don't feel very preserved. You know, in this world and in this culture where feelings are so definitive, don't let your feelings define who you are. You know, right. what you feel in a moment, don't let that define who God is for you. Right. God is faithful. He is the same. Right. Our feelings change. And our perceptions of who he is, you know, change with, you know, regrettably the, the sorrows that we face. Right. But he is faithful. Yeah. He is the same. And let's just understand that, that he isn't changing, that it's, it's our perception of him and who he is. And, right. And so when, when we cling to that, that he is good, that he longs to, for us to see good, 
-hmm. and he's preserving us for that heavenly kingdom. That's the truth. That's the truth. Right. And don't let the world uh, tell you otherwise or or tell you that your emotions define what truth is. Right. It's not to say, it's not the case. Yeah. And then even going back to Jacob with Psalm 24, this is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. There's this hunger Mm. that Jacob represented, you know, even wrestling with God. Right. You know, he's like, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. You know, (laughs) and the Psalm 24 is saying, this is Jacob, the generation of those who seek. So it's like Jacob even personifies this generation that's going to hunger for God. Mm. And so, but I see in his life, you know, he went through so many difficulties, so many hard things, but yet through it all, he's hungry for God. And he says at the end, God's redeemed me from all evil. Mm. And I believe that just, that's, that's a, a, a thing I think we could lay hold of as a generation to not allow failures of others, our own failures, to keep us from hungering for God mm. and for laying a hold of his purposes for our yes. generation. So keeping in mind, this is a traveling psalm. Mm. So they're traveling up and down the mountains, getting to Jerusalem, and they're going in and out of cities, in and out of camps. And this psalm is it's a traveling psalm, really. God's going to preserve you as you go out, as you come in from this time forth, even forevermore. And I want to look at the scripture verse in Deuteronomy 28, 6. It says, blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. This is one of the blessings of diligently obeying the voice of God, mm. that you'll be blessed as you go out and you come in and you're traveling. And there, there's some other applications we're going to look at as well. Uh, in Second Chronicles 1, 10, it says, now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. This is something that Solomon asked for. He's asking God for wisdom. So I'm, I'm out in front of the people sometimes, but then I'm, and then I'm going into my palace mm-hmm. at other times. And so there's this sense of, I want to know your will, God, for, you know, as I'm, as I'm going, I might know how to go out and come in. How mm-hmm. I can, basically what I see is that how do I be a, a God-trovert is what my one friend talks about. <laughs> it's like, he's not, he said, I'm not an introvert or an extrovert. I'm a God-trovert, which, which basically <laughs> means is that I'm not so introverted that I can't witness, I can't mm. share my faith, or that I can't, you know, interact with people in the body to have a functioning body relationship. But I'm not so extroverted that I can't spend alone time with God. Yeah. And so, because some people put these labels on themselves, and they actually, it can be an excuse for not doing what the Bible says. Right, missing a piece of what the Bible's <laughs> commands. Yeah. So I think of this going in and coming out as being, you know, Solomon's asking for wisdom, and I think, you know, just as a encouragement for all of you, whether you tend to be an introvert or tend to be an extrovert. Ask God for wisdom in your going out and you're coming in. There is a time to be alone. Mm. There's also a time to be out in the and and you know even in public places to yeah. ha- ask God for grace to even be able to share the light in public right. spaces, yes. but also to function within the body. So there's a place for both. Don't allow a label to define mm. or to limit you in yes. how you function in either one of those. Absolutely, Hallelujah. Well, we're going to end with that, folks. That's, uh, but let's pray it out. Father, thank you. Father, pray that you would help us uh, to be that generation that hungers for you, that seeks after your face. Father, we ask this thing in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah. This is the Voice of My Beloved podcast, where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the Bridegroom King leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life.